Hey guys, how are you? Jamie Milne here. I hope you're well. Welcome to this particular episode. I'm super pumped to be able to share this little tool with you today. Um, for those of us that live with anxiety and high stress and things like that, it can be really, really debilitating. It can be a full-on challenging lifestyle. And this particular tool I want to share with you today is one that is commonly used in the realms of psychotherapy, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, and cognitive behavioral therapy, and it's called Worry Time. So if you've ever found yourself in a position when you're really overwhelmed, uh, or you're really anxious, or you're seeing a future event, a group, an organization, uh, a person, a meeting, anything, through an anxious lens, then this tool could really, really help you. And it's called worry time. Now, stress by definition is basically, you've got a whole heap of balls in the air, you're juggling tons of balls and you don't have enough resources to deal with those. And therefore the stress manifests both psychologically and physically sometimes. And you can insert any little thing in there. Um, we can turn to alcohol, we can turn to food, we can turn to overwhelm, we can insert generalized anxiety. And anxiety itself is viewing a future event through a negative lens. It's almost always a negative lens. So worry time gives us the ability to pause, which is really important. To just pause, to take stock, and to work through what's going on in our mind so we can gain back some control, we can gain back some clarity, and we can allocate some time to actually thinking a situation through. So if you think that this is going to be something that could add some value to your life and help you, so listen in a little bit more. So how, I'll give you an example, right? Say I had to have a really, really uncomfortable conversation, which I'm sure you've had many times before, I've had many times before, and it can be really full on. So the thought process, the processes start ticking over through your head. Now, if you've experienced an uncomfortable conversation before, which I'm sure you have, you can sometimes reflect on that in your mind, and that can basically run on a loop especially if it was an undesirable outcome. It didn't go your way. So in this particular case, let's say I've got a really fucking uncomfortable conversation on the horizon and I know it's coming. It's at 4.30 in the afternoon and as the day goes on, I go on the roller coaster and it's up and down. One minute I'm like, yeah, I've totally got this. I am just going to walk into that office and I'm going to fucking wipe the floor with that snowflake. And then as a couple of hours go past, I'm like, oh God, I remember last time, you know, they they told everybody I was a prick and, and that I was, that I dealt with it appallingly. And then it's, it, it challenges my feeling for significance. You know, what are people going to think about me? And this is situations I've had many times. So imagine that, you've got that conversation coming up in the afternoon. So what worry time does is it gives you a chance to empty your mind, to not have those thought processes taking over, to not experience feelings of anxiety. And if we're thinking about stress and we're juggling all these balls, it actually gives you the opportunity to have some more resources. So I know I've got this conversation at 4.30. So I get myself a piece of paper 
and I actually stop, I pause. When I get those feelings that I'm, I'm starting to get overwhelmed, my heart rate's elevating, I've shifted into my fight or flight response, so I know my blood pressure's going, my heart rate's going, I stop, I pause, I take a few breaths. I get my piece of paper, literally, I get a piece of paper, I get a pen, and I break it into three, basically, cells. Three little, um, you know, three little parts on the page running down. So running down the page. And in the heading, I put uncomfortable conversation with Jose. So I've got an uncomfortable conversation coming up with Jose at 4.30. In the left column is worst case scenario. And I want you to go to the worst case. So you list in no particular order the what springs to mind. So when I sit there and you put a number next to it, one. Uh, he, I'm going to fail to get my words out too. Uh, I'm going to say some really stupid shit because I'm going to, I'm, I could potentially be really tired and not have much of, of a filter. Three, I can feel my anger building up. Four, I won't say what I, what I really want, want to say. I won't be assertive enough. Five. Jose's going to tell everybody I'm a fucking snowflake. Six. You know, and you can see where I'm going with this, but go to the absolute worst case scenario. Spend two to three minutes just vomiting this shit onto paper because you've got to get it out of your head. This is the thing. We take its power away. When we elicit all this shit out of our head and we get it down on a piece of paper, we can look at it and we're like, okay, game on. Cool. So say you've got 20 things bup, 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 and no significant order in terms of um, what level of worry, stress or anxiety it's causing you. So we've listed it all down. In the middle column, Okay, you move across. This column here is what will actually happen if number one comes to fruition. So remember, these are worst case scenarios. What will happen if I don't get my words out? Number one, what happens if I don't get my words out? Or well, I'm going to sit there with a vacant, stupid fucking stare on my face and I'm going to try and concoct some clusterfuck, some verbalized mess and I'm going to and I'm going to, that's what's going to happen. And I'm just going to have to deal with it too. So what would actually happen if Jose tells everybody, I'm a fucking snowflake? Well, if Jose tells everybody, I'm a fucking snowflake, I'm going to write down, does it really matter to me? Does it really matter? Are the people that are going to agree with Jose think I'm a fucking snowflake? Is that going to really affect me? If it's my important people, the people that are in my circle, that is the only time it will concern me. And you can see where I'm going there. So what will actually happen when these things, these worst case scenarios come to fruition? Then you head over to the far column. So once you've listed all the answers for this, you head over to the far column. And in this particular column, we, we write basically that this is the troubleshooting, problem solving part of our worry time. Now, this is the exciting part. When we go across... And I go back to number one. I'm going to basically fuck up my words. So I come across. How can I troubleshoot that? Well, if I know my meeting is at 4.30, I think to myself, I'm going to meditate uh, a couple of hours before the meeting if I can. I'm not going to eat 
high caloric foods. I'm not going to have anything sugary. I'm going to not have any caffeine. I'm basically going to keep myself in a really good state. And I put in bold, I am going to have this conversation and communicate with Jose with a 100% honesty, openness, integrity, and unconditional love. And go from there. Okay, come down the line. What am I going to do to prevent Jose telling everybody I'm a fucking snowflake? So what can I do about that? How can I problem solve that? So I write down over there in the far column, well, I can't do fuck all about Jose because there's only one thing I can control in this world and that one thing that I can control is me. So I can only control my behaviors, my actions and my reactions and the meaning that I give the fact that Jose told all of these people that I'm a fucking snowflake. So then I problem shoot and I, sorry, problem solve and troubleshoot. Once I've got all of that listed, I have completely emptied my mind. I've also gone to worst case scenario. And when you look at it, unless it's a fucking life or death situation, you realize, hey, I might be fucking overdoing this a little bit. And I might be taking this a little bit too far. Maybe I need to calm the fuck down, have a marshmallow root chamomile tea and just calm down. Bit of lavender spritz and I'll be fine. So potentially you have armed yourself with a very, very powerful resource. I won't get into it too much now. However, I'll touch on it and just put a foot in the door with this. So there's, uh, I think it's Hebe's Law. Hebe's Law states that neurons that fire together wire together so if we go on the assumption that we have 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day right and 97% of those are the same thoughts from yesterday so we generally think the same our thoughts are generally the same and 97% is a pretty big fucking number so when you start to do things like worry time and problem solve, you realize that you are changing the way you view this world and the way you pre-frame events, interactions, meetings, things that cause you generalized anxiety, things that stress you out. You are approaching it with a different method of thinking. And this, my friends... Once you continue to do that, it is like flexing a muscle. You work the muscle more, it becomes stronger, it becomes a pattern, your body recognizes it as a neural pathway, and it becomes your default setting. So when you utilize worry time and resources like this regularly, you are setting yourself up for a very fucking happy, healthy life. And that, my friends, is what this is all about. Whilst this is not a substitute for uh, mental... Uh, a, a session with a mental health care professional. This is certainly, as I said, I'm just adding a tool to your tool belt and this is giving you a resource to deal with stress and generalized anxiety. I hope this helps you. This is absolutely amazing. Remember to subscribe as well to my podcast and to my YouTube channel and enjoy working and navigating your way through this resource which is called worry time